What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Welcome to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I am Ms. Shannon. I am happy to be here with our amazing expert, Phil Olson from Amec Home Loans Elite Team. Hello, Phil. Good morning happy and happy new, new year. year. Right. I haven't seen you since we got into 2019, so I'm excited because um, I know that you're going to give some amazing information today because we want to help people start the new year off right. That does include trying to work on some financial wellness Correct. and keeping track of what is going on in the market because you've been an expert in this field for how many years? Been in the banking and mortgage world now for almost 30 years. Wow. So if we have questions, this is the person to actually get the questions answered by. So we, exactly. we always encourage you to be part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. The number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071 because we're going to cover some great information today and help people get on the right track with their credit today. We're Correct. going to talk about all of that. But before we get to that, we do need to get your N NMLS number out of the way, please. NMLS 238103, branch NMLS 150953, company NMLS 928590. You know, Phil, I was going to uh, spend some time looking at what I thought was going on in the real estate market, and then I remembered that you were coming in today. So I will admit that I was really lazy and didn't do it. So That's you okay. can tell me, right? I'll, I'll I'm like, I'll I'm fill, like, let you do that. I'll fulfill everybody. <laughs> Thank you very much for awesome, everybody out there awesome. who's wondering what's going on with the Twin Cities real estate market. Well, believe it or not, we're still in that little blip right now. We're seeing interest rates still starting to creep downward. Okay. that's uh, That's been going on now for about two and a half months. Nice. And it's saving people uh, with lower mortgage payments. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also seeing that uh, sellers are far more willing to negotiate with it is buyers. So yes. we're seeing them... Uh, taking reduced prices and seeing that they're allowing for seller concessions, which basically means as sellers are paying for buyers' closing costs. And Phil, it seems like 10 years ago that was something that would happen. And then there was a time period where it was all about the buyer, I'm all about the seller and what they wanted, and they just didn't have to make any concessions whatsoever. Well, I mean, if we were to go back to, say, March, April this last year, there were situations where sellers were not paying for closing costs. Right. Sellers were telling the buyers that we don't want a home inspection done on our home, mm -hmm. and buyers were actually going, okay, if we're going to get this house, we have to forego a home inspection. Now, to me, I would not recommend that to anybody, right. to be honest with you, because understand when you get the keys to a house, all right, it's yours. Yes. And everything that's wrong with it or everything that's right with it, you now hold. And you want to go into it with eyes wide open, right, Phil? I would tell you always go wide open. Mm -hmm. I, I like using an analogy. If you're going to buy a BMW 700 series and uh, you're at the Is that car, the good BMW? That's to the me, good, anytime you say BMW, Phil, I'm like, that's a good one. Oh, that, that's okay. a good one. <laughs> okay. but, but a big BMW. Mm -hmm. and, and the car salesman says, we won't allow you to drive it. Okay. Now, who's yeah. going to buy a $100,000 car? Right, and not that take I can't it, test drive. You can't test drive. Well, guess what? Your home inspection for a house is a test drive. Right. You always want to demand a test drive. Mm -hmm. So in today's show, okay, I want to talk about understanding credit, 
how this credit affects a mortgage, a home loan, how it how it affects your life. Right. Okay. Because uh and, and one of the things I challenge people, our listeners today, is I want you to call in. Give me any scenario that you might have, any question you might have. And guess what? If you don't want to even give your name, we won't even announce it on air. And you can give it to our special person behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely follow up with you after the call. But don't be afraid to call in with your scenarios, what's going on in your life, what you want to do, how you want to make 2019 a better financial year for yourself. Right. So if you call in to 651-641-1071, that's 651-641-1071 to get some expert advice from Phil Olson. We can have our producer, Sonny, just even give you a fake name. They can take, she can take your real information and we can follow up with you after the show just to make sure that we get some things on the road, the road to success for our my talkers out there. Because Phil, part of the thing is like when you're talking about credit, it seems like uh, what we normally do is we just kind of, you know, we go, oh my gosh, I've made some mistakes. You get embarrassed, and then instead of trying to find someone that can help, like you, we just we just hide. We just hide and just wait, hope that it all goes away on its own. I call it sticking your head in the weeds. Right. Okay. And that's probably the biggest mistake a consumer can make because they need to understand, even if you're not going to buy a house, mm-hmm. how does credit affect you, uh, be it in your life? Well, how about rent? Okay. Getting a rent. How about getting a lease? Mm-hmm. How about getting a car loan? Right. How about home on, homeowners insurance or any type of insurance? How about the ability to get student loans for those for those people that are trying to better educate themselves? Mm-hmm. Every aspect of your life is really controlled by a credit report. Okay. okay? And you know what what I hear all the time is people say, "Well, I know what my credit score is." Right. Okay. And I see it online or I see it on my banking site. And here's what I'm going to tell you. 90% of the time that you're looking on an online service at your credit report, it's not giving you your actual number. And I'll tell you that from, you know, from uh, when I had you run my numbers, you're like, oh, you came back with a, a different number than what I had been seeing. And I, cause I have that app. Correct. You know, I have it to, to give me a little, hey, we checked your credit. Here's what it is. Ding, Correct. You know, every month. And it was a different number. Now, now the difference between what I provide information to a consumer is we use what's called a tri-merge report. Okay. Okay. Most financial institutions will use a tri-merge report. Some don't. Some credit unions go strictly off of one score. Some banks will only go off of two scores. Right. We actually go off of three scores. And why do you decide to do that, Phil? Well, that gives you the the most information on the consumer because as a mortgage loan officer, we're looking at risk versus reward. Okay. okay? What is the risk to lend to an individual? And the more information we have, either good or bad, allows us to help that consumer. Now, under its Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac guidelines, those are government standards that we have to go by. They all require that all three scores be present. Now, people might have heard of TransUnion. They might have heard of Equifax. Mm -hmm. They might have heard of Experian. Yes. Now, understand each one of those organizations, they pump out a credit score for the consumer. Do they all use the same type of information? No. Okay. Each one has different algorithms that they use to determine credit score. And it it really encompasses all the information that you have on a credit report. Okay. So, you know, 
one one of the questions is, you know, what exactly is on credit? Right. Well, you've got your name. Yes. Any name changes. Okay. Social security number. Every address you've ever lived at. Every employer you've worked at. Okay. Credit scores for all the bureaus. History of every debt taken out. Okay, Meaning, so what is a yeah. two-year history? I can literally look at your target credit card. I'm just using that as an example. Right. And I can see your payment history over the last 24 months, if you've ever missed a payment, if you've ever disputed the account, if you ever defaulted, uh, if your balance has increased, how much you owe, what's your minimum monthly payment. It basically spells everything out. Okay. All right. Then it, then it comes down to what's called credit utilization. Yes. Okay. Now, what is credit utilization? That really comes down to how do you use your credit cards? Okay. Are you using them? It is in, in the best way possible. Right. And an example of credit utilization would be is if your balance is $1,000. Right. But you owe $900. That is poor credit utilization. Okay. And you will actually get negative points for being at a 90% of your outstanding balance owed on that specific account. Now, one of the one of the tips that I want to give all the consumers is, is if you want the best score possible on your credit bureau for a revolving debt, be it a credit card. Right. All right. Is you keep that balance below 30%. Okay. At all times. Okay. Now. Then you have the type of debts okay. that are listed. Well, you got mortgage. Mm-hmm. You got installments. Now, that would be a car loan. Okay. And an installment debt is a debt that has a specific term to it. Yes. So, in other words, your car will be paid off in five years, and your monthly payment is $250 every month. Okay. Whereas you have a revolving debt. Now, that's a credit card. Right. That means, or that could be a home equity loan. Ah, so something that may fluctuate the amount. It can fluctuate, okay? Interest rates can also fluctuate dependent on your payment history. So when you take a look at terms on a credit card and it says, oh, the interest rate is 16.8%, don't fall behind one month. Okay. Because then they can jack it up to 25%. Gotcha. So that's where you got to be really careful in reading those specific terms. Mm -hmm. Then you have what's called student loans. Yes. And they're, they're really like... A separate entity in themselves. Okay. Okay. Because you have what's called a deferred status. Mm-hmm. Now, believe it or not, when you're in a deferred status and you're not making any payments on that specific student loan, guess what? It doesn't report. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So there really is a hierarchy of, of debts that we'll talk about a little bit later. Okay. Then it talks about status of adverse actions. Okay. In other words, I can see any adverse action that a retailer, a credit creditor is taking against you on the credit report, which could be judgments, liens, repossessions, bankruptcies, short sales, foreclosures, collections. Wow. And guess what? Every one of those things that I just mentioned, those big items can cause your score to plummet. Well, we are covering what's on your credit report and trying to get some callers there. We can help you on the road to recovery. We can actually exactly. answer some experts, some questions because we have our amazing expert that's going to talk to you about credit today, Phil Olson. So when we can get back. We're going to cover some more things that are on your credit report and then talk to you, kind of like break down 
What are some other words that have to do with your credit report that maybe you didn't quite understand what they were? So we're going to clear all that up for you when we get back. Awesome. All right. You're listening to the Red Hot Real Estate Show on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Ms. Shannon. Phil Olson from Amec Home Loans Elite Team is with us today. He is our expert on all things mortgages and also all things credit related. So if you have some questions on how you can rebuild your credit, if you maybe had a couple bumps in the road, today is the perfect day for you to call. You can call in, even if you need to use a little fake name because you don't want to put all your business out there. We are happy to talk to you at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And Phil, you were going through the things that were listed on a credit report. And you talked about how there were three different things out there, usually three different organizations. There's three different organizations, Mm -hmm. yeah. TransUnion, Equifax, Experian. And then you went through and we were going through the list of things that are on those reports. And so we got through most of them, but what else do they look at? Well, every vendor's name is listed. So Best Buy, Target, you know, F&B Bank, whatever. All right. Then every phone number for every vendor is listed on there. Every address is listed. All the addresses for the credit reports are listed. Mm-hmm. All right. So basically, what does a credit bureau really tell you? Right. It, it shows me your whole life. Oh, because there's so much information there's on There's so there. much information. I can see years that you had problems, years that went well. I can see progression in employment. I can see... You know, if your balances or your credit limits are ten and twenty thousand, that means that you've gone through that progression of a credit limit of five hundred. Now you're right. at two thousand because as you utilize credit, vendors are going to want to give you more credit. Okay? And I think one of the things that I see sometimes when people pull my credit, and I I I don't think we covered this one, is they'll say there'll be an inquiry, and I'll yep. say those things. So what's an inquiry? An inquiry is any time you apply for credit. Okay, and it could be as simple as you applying for an apartment. Okay. That apartment management firm may decide to pull your credit, and then it will be listed on the credit report in a specific field that shows that your credit's been pulled. And and one of the questions I get all the time is, well, I don't want my credit pulled because my score is going to go down. Right. All right. Understand it's kind of somewhat of a fallacy. Okay. All right. If you're going for a mortgage, Miss Shannon, mm-hmm. and you want to shop, yes, you're allowed to shop okay. within a specific period of time. Okay? okay. The one thing you don't want to do, though, is you don't want to do a mortgage inquiry, a mortgage application, a Best Buy application, uh, an application for a car loan, and you bunch them all together, then you can end up with having what's called a hawk alert put down on your credit report and can actually cause your scores to go down by 20 to 30 points. Now, hawk alert like the bird? Like, what is yeah, it? Okay, like a hawk okay, alert. Okay, gotcha. It's okay. an alert that'll come down that's basically telling all the vendors out there, be careful, this person might be trying to commit some form of fraud ah. to open up mass amounts of of different lines, different types of credit. So when, for instance, when a client comes to me and has their credit pulled, believe it or not, their score may drop one or two points. Okay. One or two points, understanding credit scores go from 450 to 850. Okay. And guess what? In my my whole career, the highest score I've ever seen in my whole life is an 832. Okay. And that takes a long, long time to get a credit score of great behavior of great behavior. Yes. Now, the one thing I want to tell consumers, though, is it takes a long time to build credit. Okay. All right. And that means it's it's character, it's loyalty, it's dependability doing that month in month out. Guess what? You go through a foreclosure. You can go for from an 800 all the way down to a 550. 
right not, away. Not, right away. Mm-hmm. 90 days, right. 90, 180, 180 days. All that hard work that you put towards doing that, okay, it goes down the drain. Right. Okay. So, you know, uh, why why are scores different? Yeah, you know we, we talked, you talked about, about all these different organiz- the credit bureaus. Correct. So why can they differ so dramatically? Well, first off, when you take out a debt, one of the things I would encourage everybody to to ask the question is, does it report to the credit bureau? Okay. Believe it or not, there are vendors out there that will lend you money, but they don't report to credit. And for that individual that may be credit challenged or trying to build credit, okay, if it doesn't report to the bureaus. Great example, an, a secured credit card. Okay. Okay, a secured credit card is where you give the vendor, say, $300. Yes. And now they give you a credit card with a line of credit of $300. Right. And you think you're building credit by making your monthly payments, but guess what? They don't report to the bureaus. So they don't even see it. They yeah. don't even see it. Okay. Okay. How about rent? Most apartment firms do not do not report to the bureaus. Right. Unless you do something and they end up putting a lien against you and it's a negative, right? Then it's a negative. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So, I mean, building credit is not something that happens overnight. But the one thing I want to tell all my consumers is, as a, a person that I consider myself an expert in this field and in the mortgage business, is I work with all my clients to improve their scores while I'm working with them. On their mortgage? On their mortgage, mm-hmm. or guess what? It could be a year from now. It could be two years from now. I automatically put in a credit implementation plan because we need to understand that interest rates and mortgage programs are really based on credit score driven models okay. right up front. So if I'm able to increase your credit by 20, 40, I just did one, took me 90 days. I improved their credit by 120 points. Cause you've said like when, you know, when you and I were talking about it, cause I had some nosy questions about it. And yep. so I'm just like, and I, you know, plus I talk to you every week. So I was like, Run my thing so I can actually use the words appropriately. Yep. Um, so, but when we were talking about my credit, it was, well, you don't use this credit card. And mm-hmm. that was kind of a problem too, which it seemed counterintuitive that I'm not, well, I'm like, well, I'm not racking up any debt on this, mm-hmm. but it just sitting there wasn't helping me. Well, and, and that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because now you can talk about what's called thin credit or thick credit. Yes. Now, thick credit means you have established 20, 30, 40 trade lines over your lifetime so far. And again, what's a trade line, Phil? A trade line is any account that's listed on the credit report. So okay. an example, U.S. Bank mortgage, that would be considered a trade line. Yes. Uh, TCF Bank credit card. That would be considered a trade line. So the more trade lines you amass through your career or your lifetime and you make your monthly payments, the more you have, the better you are. Right. That doesn't mean, though, that every one of these accounts is left open. It doesn't mean that you max out every single one. Okay. But in the beginning, and let's just use somebody that's going to school, 21 years old. Yes. And they need to establish credit. I would tell you there's two things that they have to do. Okay. One, they should get two credit cards. Right. And not the secured cards. Not the secured cards. We want to make sure that there's a trade line. Not the secured cards. Mm -hmm. And secondly, if they say, well, I don't have credit, well, then use mom and dad Mm -hmm. to help them get a credit card, be it a joint applicant. What's a joint applicant? That means mom and son are together on a credit card. Right. And we use that credit card on a monthly basis. We don't bring the balance on $300 credit limit, we don't bring it any higher than 100 Okay. Every month, we pay it down to 50 or less, 
And every month we continue to use it. Okay. Now, the second thing is an installment loan. Okay. Now, we talk about hierarchy mm-hmm. of, of credit. Well, there is a hierarchy of credit, meaning some trade lines will give you more score than others. Okay. The number one trade line is a mortgage. All right. Second is an installment loan. And you said again, that's something like a car or something where we know that we're going to be able to pay it off. It's a fixed term with a fixed payment. Okay. With a fixed interest rate. That is an installment loan. Okay. Then you have what's called a revolving. That means the interest rate could bounce all around depending on what your activity is. All right. And the credit limit can bounce up and down. And there is no term to that specific product. Right. Meaning I could keep my Chase Visa card in my back pocket for the next 30 years. And that might be a good thing because you're trying to have, you've, you've mentioned before that having that longevity is a positive thing for your credit, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Now, let's use that example for that person that's, that's a student. They just graduated from college. They don't have any credit. Believe it or not, I can help that person build credit within a period of less than six months. Okay. All right. And that person then could buy a home, okay, with a decent credit score. I mean, in six months' time, you can actually get your credit up to about a 660. Okay. As long as you make all your payments on time. Well, I have a question as a parent, and my son is not nearly close to this age yet. But let's say as a parent, I, uh, I'm trying to help my kid. I put, them on my cre- I put a credit card with them together. How long do I as a parent need to stay on that card before they try and get another one on their own? You're going to stay on that card until you close that account. How, but I mean, how, maybe I, I'm worried that my kid ends up shady somewhere down the road, or maybe I, as a parent have something that I'm working on and I don't want to have all these extra accounts out there. Is it always in my best interest to try and keep that account or should there, would you sometimes counsel me to close it and get off of that? I, I tell you once, once your child has achieved, it is, you know, the understanding of credit and how to use credit. Right. It's at that point in time, I would encourage you to you know, kind of push your son out of the nest, so right. to speak, at mm-hmm. that point in time. Okay. And and by you helping him and him establishing credit, he should now be able to establish credit on his own. Right. As long as he's got the wherewithal to make the monthly payments, meaning he's got a job. Yes. And he's got income coming in. Right. And, and those types of things. But it, it's really a starting point that I really encourage parents to help their kids develop good credit history, good payment history, and and really an understanding of how this all works. Because unfortunately, I don't think our high schools or our schools really teach this. Right. And I really do believe that this can be taught. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, if we were to talk, I could talk about this subject all day long, yes. but we only have 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, speaking of that, we do need to go to break. We are talking to our credit and mortgage expert, Phil Olson from Amex Home Loans Elite Team. And when we get back, what are we going to cover next, Phil? We're going to talk about what are the tips to improving credit score And how can you get an 800 credit score? And we are also willing to take your calls. The number again is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Ms. Shannon. Phil Olson from Amac Home Loans Yo. Elite Team is with us as well. We are helping you start off 2019 on the road to recovery as far as credit goes. And I appreciate you going through this whole subject, Phil, because it is a complicated subject. We know that our credit rating is important, but be, really having an expert like you break it down and be able to talk people through how they can kind of get on the road to recovery with a lot of these things. Because it's, it's complicated. It's scary. 
It makes you feel bad about yourself going, did I make some mistakes and I'm never going to get better, right? You want to know something? I, I don't care about the mistakes that people have made in the past. I'm compassionate to that. But what I'm looking for is to engage with that consumer to help them. Okay. And if, if they want my help, I'm willing to give the shirt off my back to help them get where they need to be. And I've had so many success stories in my 30 years of doing this. And it's there's nothing more exciting for me to call my client and say, by the way, your credit score has improved by 80 points. And I've had a few people even cry. Oh, that's All right? awesome. And then, and then I help them buy, get a home with a better interest rate, lower PMI. Uh, lower home insurance, and guess what? That's what it's all about, is is your credit really will control your life financially, and it will give you either opportunities or it will remove opportunities right. from, fr- from you, all right? The cost of having bad credit is thousands of dollars yearly. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thousands. Which, I mean, if we're trying to make it better for you and actually save yourself money, and, and, and you, you work with people and your clients to build their wealth over time. Exactly. I'm not just pushing product. I'm pushing a relationship, and I want to see them succeed in life. Well, we are encouraging people to call in and be part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. The number is 651-641-1071. We're getting ready to go to the phones, Phil, but we're going to talk about those tips of how you can build that credit. Correct. Right. And so what's your first number one tip on how people can build your credit? And then we'll go to the phones. First one is you have to have credit. Yes. For those clients out there that don't believe in the banking system and say that they can pay cash for everything, mm-hmm. they're making a huge mistake. Okay. Okay. I've also had clients that haven't utilized their credit in years. Well, believe it or not, the longer you don't use any credit, guess what happens to your score? It drops. Right. It drops because the credit bureaus can't see anything. Nothing's being reported to them. So they're going to ding you every month. I've literally seen people's scores go from a 740 all the way down to a 550. Had a gentleman a couple years ago, hadn't used credit in over 15 years. Right. His credit was terrible. He thought he had great credit. Because he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do nothing wrong. Exactly. But guess what? The credit bureaus are looking past performance is conducive to future performance. And if there's no past performance, how can they grade you on that? Right. Well, we're going to go back to some more tips in just a moment. But first, we're going to go to the phones again. The phone number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Sharon, thank you for calling the Red Hot Real Estate Show. What's your question for our expert, Phil? Oh, thank you. Um, yes, we filed bankruptcy in 2008, unfortunately. At the time we filed, our credit score was like a 760. It was just an unusual circumstance. Yep. Um, and at that time, our mortgage stopped reporting. Mm-hmm. And I just recently got a new car loan, and my credit score is 720, but my mortgage still is not reporting to the credit bureau. Do I have to take that bankruptcy off my credit report or does it fall off? It will fall off the credit report. It's supposed to fall off after a period of seven years, and that's what would be the statute of limitations. I would okay. also I would also encourage you to contact your mortgage servicer to find out why they're not reporting on your credit report. Okay. Yeah, because we've never missed a payment since. We had good credit when we started, and we still have good credit, but it just seems like it looms over us. <laughs> Well, you've done a good job of rebounding. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, thank you for answering my question. I appreciate it. You're very welcome, ma'am. Thanks, Sharon. We appreciate you calling. 
And if anyone else has a question, feel free to be part of the show. Again, the number is 651-641-1071. And I know we're going to touch on some of those bankruptcy foreclosure issues a little bit later in the show. But we yep. were giving some tips on how you can build your credit and some of those things. So do you want to give what's your next? Uh, Absolutely. Called credit utilization. Okay. Keep your credit card balances at below 30 to 50% of the credit limit at all time. And I know that's difficult, especially like we're coming right out of the holidays. Correct. Everybody went out there, and as you said, they had a good party with a Visa and MasterCard. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, one, one of the things I also challenge people is to understand what's called their, their debt-to-income ratios. They don't even have to be buying a house, okay? But a, a good rule of thumb is to keep your total indebtedness at below 45% of your gross income. So if your rent, count your rent, if it's $1,000, and if your mortgage or your your debt payments on credit are $1,000 a month, that means you have $2,000 a month outgoing. Right. But if your income gross-wise is only $3,500, you're at a negative debt-to-income ratio right Right. now. You're at about a 60% debt-to-income ratio. You want to bring that down, and you want to keep that well below 45%, and the lower, the better. Okay. Okay? So, credit utilization, keep two credit cards open at all time. All right. Don't let the balances go down to zero. Even charging, you know, what I tell people is go to the gas station, fill up your tank. Guess what? You would have paid cash for it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Put it's it on your, done. Mm-hmm. Put it on your credit card. When the statement comes, I want you to pay it down to 30 bucks. Okay. So you charge 60, pay it down to 30. You do that every month, okay? Yes. Do it on two credit cards. So use one credit card for, say, groceries. Yes. One credit card for it is gas. All right. And let's talk about two types of credit cards. So, Shannon, I got a question for you. Yes. If I were to tell you to have a Macy's card or okay. a Visa card, which one's better? Or this, or are they the same? Hmm. I would think the Visa card would be better. The Visa card is much better. Okay. Okay. And here's the now reason. Now I answered that. Now I was going to tell you. Now tell okay. me why I was right. So. All right. Well, if you take a look at the terms on all retail cards, they mm-hmm. normally start at 19 to 26%. Okay. Okay. Your credit cards, depending on your credit score, can range anywhere from zero. Yes. Or to maybe 15%. All right. A Visa card can be used for everything. You can use it at Macy's. You right. can use it at Target. And it's more that, economical because correct. of the credit rating. I mean, now, the credit. Now, I mean the-, the retailers, though, I call it a hook. Okay? okay. They're trying to hook you. Yes. Because guess what? Here's what they'll tell you. Well, if you open up a credit card with us today, we'll give you 20% off of your purchase. Right. But here's the problem. People don't pay that account off when they get it. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to pay these high interest charges over a long period of time. All right. And guess what? You're not creating wealth there. You're making them wealthy. Right. You're making yourself poor. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. So don't get a retail card, get a Visa or a MasterCard and have maybe one or two in your wallet at all times. And when people start talking about paying off the high interest runs, you it's usually going to be those kind of Correct. cards, those retail cards. Secondly, I'd find credit cards that give you the greatest perks mm-hmm. and, the, and the lowest interest rate. All right. Uh, close accounts when you have 
too many. Okay. So in other words, if you've got 10 Visa cards, you don't need 10 Visa cards. And believe it or not, if they're all at a zero balance and they're all at a $3,000 credit limit, you have $30,000 available. They're going to ding you because now you've got too much credit available to yourself. So you want to close some of those and you want to close them tactically. All right. Now let's talk about consolidating. Okay. Okay. Anytime a consumer can consolidate and reduce their credit to a lower interest or to a 0% interest, all right, you want to do it to include student loans. Okay. You should always be consolidating. It's kind of like shopping for insurance. Yes. You realize, oh my gosh, I'm paying all this money monthly for homeowner's insurance. Maybe I should shop. Shop all the time. Ultimately, The more you drive down your interest rates, the more money you put back in your pocket. Phil, this is all great information. We're going to take a second to go to the phones here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. The number again is 651-641-1071 if you have a question of our credit and mortgage expert, Phil Olson. So, Terry, thank you very much for holding, Terry. What's your question for Phil? My question is, how does a short sale on a second home affect your credit and for how long? I, you know, it's going to affect it for seven years. It's going to be on the credit report for seven years. And it really just depends on what is the verbiage on that specific trade line. It's also going to determine were you a short sale in a delinquency, meaning you fell behind uh, and you were behind for many, many months. And then you then you sold the home on a short sale. And what's a short sale? You're basically selling the house for less than what you owe on the mortgage. So you owe a hundred thousand on the mortgage, you sell the house for fifty thousand, that would be considered a short sale. But I would tell you, in order for me to tell you how long this is gonna stay and how adverse it's going to be, I would have to actually look at the trade line and tell you what the verbiage is on there. But it should not be on there any more than seven years. Okay. Thank you. Thank You're you, welcome. Terry. And then we have another caller. So, Marie, thank you very much for calling the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Marie, what is your question for Phil? Hi. Um, I have a question regarding, you had mentioned when you uh, charge, let's say, $100 on your credit card, and you, you should pay it down to $30. Yep. What about the interest you're paying on that $30 that carries over to the next month? That, that would be a concern of mine. Okay. Well, if, if you take $30 and you take, say, 15% of $30 over a period of a year, it's $4.50. All right. The problem is if you pay off your credit card to a zero balance every month, every mm-hmm. vendor reports differently during the course of the month. So let me give you an example. You charge $100 here at Macy's tomorrow. And then you decide to go online to Macy's online service and you pay that debt in full in 10 days from now. Well, it won't even report to the bureaus. So in other words, right. the bureaus don't see any activity because you've paid it off so quickly. So you keeping very, very low balances will actually cause your scores to go higher. Believe it or not, closing accounts to a zero balance can actually cause your scores to go down. Wow, so my husband and I literally charge everything, mm-hmm. and then we pay it, however, we pay it off every month, like mm-hmm. we're talking sometimes $3,000 in any given month. Sure. Are you saying that that is, that, is, that is not good for our credit? I would tell you, you would get higher credit scores long term if you kept a small balance on okay. there. Okay, even like $10, would sure. that help? 
Sure, ten dollars. I just don't. I don't like paying interest. Period. Oh, oh, I understand. I feel you. I, I feel understand, you. but I mean, it really depends. Now, if your credit scores are above seven forty, ma'am. Well, you know, I think they are. Okay, you're in, you're in a sweet spot. Okay, uh, when I'm talking about clients that are trying to improve their credit, maybe they're okay. at a six hundred, they're at a six fifty, they're at a seven hundred. Those would be that would be a specific strategy that I would give you. But just okay. understand, it all depends on how the vendors report to the bureaus and when the bureaus report to the credit report, which really determines the algorithms that are going to either cause the score to go up or down. And the okay. key is, is if there's nothing to report your scores cannot go up. Right. I guess what I need to do is check to see what our credit scores. Last time, it definitely was in the 800s. I'm assuming it still is. But that this, I'm, I'm glad i listening to your show because it, it reminds me that I think I want to find out what our credit, where, where we're at with everything. So That's something that's been, I, I, would re- I would recommend that every consumer either partner with myself, a bona fide credit expert in the mortgage business, to review their credit on a yearly basis. Okay, you, the consumer, should be knowing every one of your scores on your credit report and know what's on your credit report because the vendor is not going to give you any leeway when you say, I didn't know, unfortunately. Right. Okay, well, I appreciate your advice. You're welcome, ma'am. Happy New Year. Thanks for calling, Marie. We appreciate it. We appreciate everybody that calls in. And so before we go to break, let's just clarify that one thing again. You were saying, Phil, how often should uh, each of us review our credit? You should be reviewing it on an annual basis. Okay. Okay. And And if, if you've gone through a divorce, I would tell you, you should be reviewing your credit a lot more often than that. Because if you get divorced and your ex-spouse is responsible for a debt on credit, but your name is on that specific trade line, all right? So let's just say it's a joint account, it's a car loan, and and the payment's $350 a month, and the divorce decree says that the ex-spouse is responsible for that payment. Right. Well, yeah, legally, per the document, he's responsible. Mm-hmm. But the vendor's never going to remove your name off of that specific account. So what happens when that ex-spouse stops making payments on that? Right. Now it affects you. That's why when, when people talk to me about divorce and credit, I say you should get 100% clear separation. And we've talked about right. that before to where... All debts are either in your spouse's name, all debts that are in your name, and anything that's joint should be resolved before the divorce is finalized. That's some great information for everybody out there. And we are going to cover some follow-up tips on how people can get better credit. And what else do we want to make sure that we hit before we wrap up today? I I think we should talk about, you know, real briefly, foreclosures, short sales, and bankruptcies, timelines. All right. We're going to have all that information for you and more here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show when we return. Thank you again for joining us for the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. You can always find us online as well at MyTalk1071.com, keyword Red Hot. And you can find Phil at his website, callphilolson.com. You right? got it. Or yep. they can call me at 651 651- Two three eight six seven four eight, And you can call him right now if you are hoping to get a mortgage or you are trying to sit there and go, what's going to be my next step to home ownership? Today is a great day to call and get your credit answers your credit questions answered by our expert here, Phil Olson. The number again is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And you've been giving people great information about credit and helping them navigate the waters today, Phil. So thank you for that. And, you're welcome. You know, I want to ask you, so we talked about 
what kind of score you want, but what can you do as a consumer to get those scores to drop? What are we doing wrong? Believe it or not, closing out an account. Okay. If you have thin credit, you have very few trade lines, mm-hmm. and you pay off an account or you close it, Right. your score can actually go down. Because you think you're helping yourself, though. Correct. Okay. Yep. And, and, and no different than you could take out a new account, mm-hmm. and it could actually cause your score to go down. But taking out a new account when you don't have a lot of accounts, over time, it will rebound. Okay. What's that rebound period? It's about 30 to 60 days. Okay. That's so not that long. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, we got to get you on the road to recovery. Right. We got to get the score starting to be boosted. We have to have the right trade lines on your credit report, and then you have to utilize those correctly. Okay. Okay. Now, you know, one of the things, you know, that we were talking about is tips is only dispute accounts on your credit report when there's a valid reason. Right. Believe it or not, you dispute an account on your credit report, it can actually cause your score to go down. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Because the dispute won't come off, come off until either the vendor tells you it's been resolved or you say, no, it hasn't been resolved. Okay. So maybe your score goes up because you dispute the account, but in the mortgage world, all disputes have to be removed off the credit report prior to giving you a loan. Oh, so guess what? Okay. We had a 660. Now we remove the disputes. Now you're down to a 620. Didn't do you any good. Right. All right. Authorized users. Okay. What's an authorized user? I'm going to put my son on his credit card as an authorized user. Yes. Doesn't help your son's score. Really? Used to. Okay. But the credit bureau's caught on to it. Oh. And they no longer give scores or help that individual with their scores. So now you have to actually, like, qualify together is what you're saying. Okay. Now, guess what? You don't even have to have credit, though, to report on the bureau. Okay. I'm confused. Yes. Yeah. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Don't make your rent payment. Don't pay your utility bills. Utilities don't report. Comcast doesn't report month in, month out on your credit report. But guess what? Don't pay them. They'll place it as a collection. Gotcha. All right. Then they'll put a trade line on there. And now your score drops by 40 points. Right. So you got to pay all your bills. And that's where it just comes down to making sure you have a budget set up for yourself. Yes. The big do nots. Okay. It happens in people's lives. It's called foreclosure. Yes. The IRS. Yes. Chapter 7, Chapter 11, Chapter 13. Those are bankruptcies. Yes. Judgments, liens. Those will all cause your credit scores to drop dramatically. Now, I know what a lien is, but what's a judgment? Like, what does that mean? What kind a of things? judgment? All right. I have you come and do work on my house. And it's $4,000. And yes. you painted the whole house and redecorated. And I decide not to pay you. Got it. Now you take me to court and you win your court case and you get a judgment against me. And that says you need to give me the money. Correct. Mm -hmm. And now you can do a garnishment action off of that judgment, or you could turn that judgment into a lien action and actually place that judgment or lien against your property, which then ends up putting you in a a first first position. Meaning when that house sells, you get paid. Okay. All right. Well, again, this is an integrity thing. thing. Yeah. Life happens. Yeah. And then try and pay off your bills. Right. And yes. the last thing is, I would tell people, deal with the vendor. 
okay. not the collection agency. They are going to be far more willing to work with you on any type of monthly payment arrangement. And if you work with the vendor, they're not going to specifically close your account or they're not going to report negatively to you if you work with them. Once you let the account go bad, yes. then they're going to sell it to a collection agency. Just to be done with it. Just to be done with it. Now they're not going to work with you anymore. All right. So what what are the things, you know, what are the no-nos or what can cause your scores to drop? Right. A new debt. Okay. Too many new debts taken out at one time. No debt. Yes. Poor utilization, which we've talked about, using of the credit card. Mm-hmm. So you have to use it yeah. enough. And you use know, it you enough. Use it enough, but don't let your credit get above. I mean, don't let your balances get above. You said 30%. Uh, I would say 50% max. Max. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Too many inquiries. You're 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 applying all over the place. And you okay. said it was fine if you know that you're like, for instance, if I'm looking for a car, correct. And then the so cre- the credit bureaus understand that I might want to go to a variety of different correct. dealers. Okay, I would tell you go. That's to two, okay. That's okay. Go to two three dealers. You're fine. Okay. Okay. All right. Balances maxed out. Okay. That is a big no no. Got it. All right. You have a balance or a, a credit limit of two thousand. And now you owe twenty three hundred. Well, guess what? You're not only going to have your credit effect; mm-hmm. they're also going to hit you with it's over the credit limit max fees. Yes. So not only are you going to pay more, now they can jack your interest rate up too. All right, and getting them to reduce it. Good luck on that. Right. So it only costs you more money. Of course, then one by thirties, one by sixties, one by nineties. What's that? That's how far you get delinquent on a credit card. Gotcha. So if you're if you're three months delinquent, you're now what's considered a one by ninety. Mm-hmm. Now if you bring your account, pay one month, but you're still behind. Now it becomes a two by ninety. Oh, and guess okay. what? Every time you miss a payment, this gets reported to the credit bureaus. And guess what? If you've got ten accounts and you let all ten accounts go bad in six months, literally you go from eight hundred. 800 credit scores all the way down to 500. And that's one of those things that definitely is a big ding on your credit. Huge ding. Okay. All yep. right. Yeah. Now, and the recovery time, when, 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 when these things happen, it's a long time, folks. I mean, you, it takes a long time to rebuild a credit score. It takes a very short time to have it crash. Right. And so it's, that's, again, a reason why it's you know good to sit down with an expert like you every year And just kind of know where you're at. Correct. I have clients that call me out. Past clients call me all the time, Phil. Can you do a credit review with me or can you do a mortgage review with me? I'm glad to do that. Okay. And I I charge my clients nothing for that. Oh, that's fantastic. One more thing. I know that we're going to have to wrap up very soon, but we uh, did kind of touch on student loans for a while. Yep. And I just wanted to kind of go back to that because that's a major part of a lot of people's debt out there. Correct. So when you have your student loans, is that one of those things if I, you know, just, you know, I just ran out of money. I'm just not going to pay it. Does that go away? You can go ahead and say that. <laughs> All, right. All right. Unfortunately, I'm going to give you the truth. Yeah. They're never going away. So those Especially, are one of those things that eventually it'll just absorb and get drop off my credit after seven years. Nope. If it's a federally backed uh, student loan, it will stay there for the rest of your life. All right. Until I know. it's paid. This is definitely something that people needed to hear and some information that I'm sure we'll have to cover again, but we appreciate you covering some tips on getting your credit set up. Awesome. Again, Phil, Thanks, you, folks, can get, for listening. you can find him at callphilolson.com. You can find us at mytalk1071.com. Keyword red hot. Consumers and businesses rely on digital banking solutions more than ever. 
Redefine your financial institution's digital presence with the award-winning Aperture Digital Banking Platform. Integrated with more than 200 fintech partners in 40 cores, we give you the speed to innovation you need to grow and retain customers. Learn more about our number one rated mobile banking app and all our cloud-based digital banking solutions at Aperture.com. That's Aperture, A-P-I-T-U-R-E.com.